It's watching a video today about how Warframe is actually good. Yeah, people who are complaining about Destiny always are like, Hey, you can always play Warframe. Is that... I mean, it sounds like it might be a pretty good thing to do. You get to make a dog. I'm not talking to you about You dogs. get to make a dog. You get to make a dog. You get to make a dog and kill your dog. What? It's a really... It's really sad. I'm going to create a video game. Hi, my name is Peter Molyneux. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to make a video game. I won your contest and I never got to be a god, you piece of shit. The whole point of the game is you raise a dog, you kill a dog. Oh, like Same dog. In The Watchmen. So, Watchmen. so sadness. Uh, the, the movie you never saw. Oh, A Dog's Purpose? Spy Kings. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. <laughs> oh, does oh do you raise a dog to kill a dog? I'm not telling you the spoilers. Is that Kingsman one or two? Hey, baby. <laughs> All right, let's podcast. Spy Kings. <laughs> Spy Kings. All right. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that new <laughs> movie based on that uh, award winning graphic novel? You know, Spy Kings, Lords of the Hourglass. <laughs> let's podcast. <laughs> Zero credits. told my teenage niece to get me a phone book. She laughed at me and said, Oh, uncle, you're so old. Just use my phone. So I slammed her phone against the wall to kill a spider. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is John. And together we're Henry and John bringing you a grave warning, listeners. A grave warning from the future. Well, no, about the future. Actually, this is, this does qualify as a grave warning about the past. No. <laughs> from the past. From the about past. About the future. About the future. Okay. Now we get the logistics. Out of the way. Have you ever thought about going up to someone in, let's say, a 1950s style diner, and then looking over them and screaming, I've come to you with a grave warning about the present? That's what we're doing right now to our listeners, so before they can enjoy their clam chowder, <laughs> let's just grab them by their... What's a good place to grab somebody? In a by? 1950s style diner? The yeah. lapels. Yeah, grab them by lo- the lapels. And scream at them, E3 is in one week. The Electronic 3 is upon us. Yes, the Electro- Electronic Entertainment Expo is happening at the beginning of next week, John. That's right, the Electronic Entertainment Exposition, which I believe is a joke we've done now three times. <laughs> Probably so. And what that means for you, dear listener, is to put those batteries in that controller... Because we're going to be talking video games next week. That's right, listeners. Clear out those memory cards. Uh, plug in those controllers. Uh, raise raise those chows in that weird VMU game. Sonic Adventure. The electronic. The E3 is upon us. Which means we're going to have a week of talking about nothing but... Video games. Yeah, we're going to talk about the highs... Yes, the, the triple A's. Lo- the lows. The triple D's. And everything in between. The Q's. We, we cover everything from... There's not a good thing. Let's switch to Xbox. No, what's... What? Like an A to Z? Oh, le- oh, obviously it is a... What video game starts with A? Nothing. Um, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing... To Zanimal Crossing. You know, you ever... That's, this is neither here nor there. You realize Centrum with their A to Zinc slogan? Uh-huh. They really cornered the market 
They, uh, they really did. On vitamin-based puns. There aren't a lot of other vitamin-based puns you could come up with, but I bet we could come up with a few. We can't. We gotta talk about what we <laughs> most want. What are we looking forward to? What do we want to see at E3? This is our pre-E3. Pre-3. Segme. Segment. Pre-3 segment. Yeah. Segment. Yeah. Uh, what I'm looking forward to now, our listeners might be aware of this, uh, but I am a uh, gradually aging man with uh, a more and more tenuous connection to video game culture. So my expectations are all over the place. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the listeners might know that you are an aging man? They might know that if they had listened to all of our other pre-E3 episodes. <laughs> I think they could walk into the podcast knowing that you are an aging man, for we are all aging, John, and that's why we can't waste any time not talking about what's Insomniac's new game, Spider-Man, I want to play it. I uh, love Insomniac games, and Spider-Man 2 is one of my favorite video games ever, so A+. plus. We got high expectations, Insomniac games. We want to see your game at E3 with gameplay that looks fun, not scripted, no no pre-rendered cuts scenes, Uh and loot loot boxes. Loot boxes. boxes. See, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this E3 is the loot boxes. Now, I would not be surprised if some companies just, instead of showing gameplay... Instead, showed us loot boxes. They will actually show you a loot box that you then have to purchase from the presenter a key for $20 to then show you the trailer. Now, some people might be, they might be excited, because Bethesda, I don't know if you know this, they they teased a little announcement last week. Oh, Fallout 76? You do know. So, Fallout 76, allegedly going to be some in some capacity an online game, mm. maybe with some co-op action, maybe some settlement building, and also, for the fans at home, some loot boxes, probably. Oh, finally, loot boxes. You know, it's interesting that you mention uh, the fact that I'm aware of Fallout 76. Uh, The only reason I'm aware of it is because I... Uh, follow a team of people that whose work that I really love and appreciate on Twitter. And uh, I was waiting with bated breath for the announcement that they were working on Fallout 76, and they are not. What team? Obsidian. Oh, no, they're not. Yeah, I got real I, disappointed. Well, I think that they just wrapped up Pillars of the Earth 2. No, what is it called? Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Eternity 2 Dreadfire, or Deadfire. I don't... I don't follow them yeah they just wrapped on dead fire and i i don't know i guess i was holding out hope that bethesda would realize that the people who made the best fallout game should probably make another one i i know i mean they're they basically made one and two mm-hmm. and they based i mean they did for sure make new vegas which is probably the best fallout game of all time yeah so they they went on to uh take fallout 3 which was a detailed but flawed experiment it was an awful game john and then they turned it into probably the best fallout game bugs and all with like really really good dlc and great characters and a fully realized world some of the best dlc in the series and it's crazy to me that uh, Josh Sawyer, like the main creative voice between Fallout and New Vegas, had really nothing to do with the DLC. Oh. Turns out if you have a team working really closely together and working well, you can tell the same story just as successfully with different creative leads. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's not them. It's not them. It's fucking somebody else. It's probably Bethesda Softworks. Oh, the makers of what? And also the makers of Rage. Oh, the makers of Rage? Yeah, they like one syllable <laughs> game titles. Wet Rage. Gross. Uh, I think they also did Doom. You know what I wasn't excited about at all? What are you not excited about, John? What I wasn't excited about is Fallout 4. Okay. You know what I continue to not be excited about? Fallout 4. Future inclusions into the Fallout series as long as Bethesda's making them. I mean, they own the IP. Give me more obsidian. They did they, they did jerkish things to obsidian. I don't think we're going to see an obsidian-based Fallout game for a long time. They have said that they would be open to working on one just because they love the series. You know what I'm excited about for E3, Henry? What are you excited about for E3, Drone? 
Uh, my greatest excitement, now that uh, the greatest gift to gamer kind has been bestowed upon us, us filthy masses, of course I refer to Detroit Become Human, uh, after Detroit Become Human has dropped, there's only one thing to look forward to, and that is Vampire. Oh, with a Y? Vampire with a... Vampire. <laughs> yeah, Vampire. Is this... At all related to the Masquerade series? No. Then I don't know anything about it. Uh, so Vampire is a gothic adventure game made by Don't Nod Studios. They made Remember Me, which was a... Uh, I see that you're nodding now, continuously, which is a great visual joke for a podcast. Uh, so Don't Nod Studios made Remember Me, which was a surprisingly fun... Uh, what's that? I don't remember it. God damn it. Is that uh, the one that had like a girl protagonist and people point to it saying, look, video games have girl protagonists. I mean, it did have a girl protagonist. Yeah, video games have girl protagonists. Uh, it was it was really like a fun homage to like Ghost in the Shell, identity politics stuff. Uh, it was it had a really fun combat system. Remember me was okay. And then they made Life is Strange, which was really good, but not a whole lot of fun to play. They made three whole episodes, like three whole games of life is strange yeah because i only played the first one and then they made life is strange with the other character and then they made some other kind of thing i don't play any of them because i don't play visual novels john that is all that i play and now they're coming out with vampire is that also going to be a visual novel or is it going to be more like remember you probably more story based considering what that they did not have uh success with remember me oh so it's probably more in the, like, Life is Strange vein. Vein, vampire, where vampires suck the blood. Hire me to write for British gaming magazines. But then you, would you still do the podcast? As long as my, our schedules were okay with it. Okay. It doesn't take me long to write a good, a good vein pun. <laughs> and that's all you would do. You would just come up with the little puns for the headlines. Oh, but I would quickly be fired because all of my puns are vampire puns. Not always applicable. Yeah, not all games are vampire based. Like all the games I'm excited about. <laughs> uh, what non-vampire based game are you excited about? Well, as you know, John, I have a Nintendo Switch. Brag. So I'm really excited for Nintendo's E3 Direct on Tuesday morning. Oh, so the thing where Nintendo's like, hey... We're not at the, the actual we don't convention. Actually, you know how we used to do, like, press conferences? Fuck that. Yeah, here's We're a, Nintendo. Well, here's a Direct to your device of choice for everybody on YouTube. You don't actually have to be there, because we're not there, even though our games are. <laughs> I'm looking forward to... Pikmin. No. Oh. Why... Don't put words in my mouth, John. Okay, fine. I'm looking forward to... Donkey Kong Jungle Beat 2. The, the, with the bongos? Uh-huh. I've never played it, and I never will. <laughs> well, okay, uh, what are you excited for? Fire Emblem is okay. at the top of my list. Fire Emblem Heroes? No, that's... For the phone? That's the mobile game. Yeah, the mobile game, the only Fire Emblem game. Last year at E3, with all the Switch hype... Uh, they announced that there was going to be a Fire Emblem game, and there was no details released. It's been a year. We have had no follow-up. So you're considering that there will be follow-up this year? You're anticipating that? If there's not follow-up this year, heads are going to be very disappointed on the internet. Heads are going to be decorated with expensive hats. Wait, do you follow Fire Emblem news? Because they're adding accessories. They're adding hats. They're adding hats to Fire Emblem Heroes. I know anyway. about the bad things. I'm hoping... We already got Pokemon news, but I'm hoping there's more. There's not gonna be, but I want more. I get excited by the idea of a Pokemon game being on the Switch, and then you told me it would be like Pokemon Go, and I got sad. Yeah, it's called Let's Go Pikachu, or Let's Go Eevee, depending on what edition you buy. And it's basically, from what we can tell, a remake of Pokemon Yellow, but with Pokemon Go controls and mechanics. Ew. Why do people like Pokemon Go? That's a bigger conversation, I guess. I mean, I play it because it, it, it rewards me for walking. You know what's really messed up, Henry? What's really messed up, Jeff? I'm thinking about games that I'm excited about. I'm kind of only excited about that vampire game. I'm sorry to hear that, because there's so much more to be excited about, like Super Smash Bros. for Switch, John. Oh. 
Okay. Think of all your favorite characters all holding swords and having blue hair. It's gonna be fun. What was the last one of those that came out? Uh, there was one for the Wii U just called Super Smash Bros. Never played it. Uh, there was also one for the 3DS called Super Smash Bros. Never played it. Okay, there was one for the Wii called Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I played that. That was a good one. That was okay. Meta Knight was in it. Didn't have enough people with blue hair to use swords, though, so... Oh, I see. So this is like a... What's his name? Marth? Yeah. Is Marth in it? Well, see, Marth in the latest one for the Wii U, there was both Marth and then there was a, a girl... Garth. Marth. Girl Marth. She was called Marth, but she wore a mask. Oh. And so there were two of them. Okay. Then you have Ike. He's got blue hair and he uses a sword. Doesn't he have red hair? Ike? No. Oh. You're thinking of Roy, who has a blue bandana who uses a sword. Oh. So they're just sword people. And then and then you have you have Robin, who has white hair or blue hair, depending on what you pick, and she uses a book and a sword. Oh, is all the stuff you're excited about, like Fire Emblem stuff? And then you had Corn, who could turn into a dragon. Hold on, what? But also... There's a character named Corn. Corrin. Oh, I got confused. Part dragon, but part also... Corn. Part sword. Oh, so he's part dragon, part sword. That makes sense. I want half the roster to be people with blue hair using swords. I'm gonna grill you about E3. Do it. Let me tell you the franchises I'm excited about, and you tell me if there's any buzz that they're gonna be there. Alright. Number one, Dragon Quest. I have no idea. I do not follow any Dragon Quest-related news. I think Square Enix just... They just announced they're gonna have a whole division dedicated to making Switch games. Dragon Quest Builder is a Switch game. It's like a Minecraft Dragon Quest hybrid and there, there is some buzz about a sequel to that game. Okay, let me ask you about another series that I care about. Because all I care about, large AAA. Okay. Yakuza. Yakuza. I, I did hear uh, there was a headline I read. Yaku, Yakuza 6 sold 800,000 yeah, 800, to 900,000 units worldwide. Okay. That's huge for that type of game. I agree. And uh, I, I'm, I don't think we'll see anything this E3, but I'm pretty sure we're not done with the Yakuza series. Okay, number three, the third series I care the most about. Only triple A's. Yeah. It's, it's only triple A's. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. I have heard nothing, John, except for some podcast last week talked about it for 45 goddamn minutes. I wonder if that's the most anyone's talked about that subject uh, in years. I would say post-2012, probably. Hey, we have a record now. Yeah, look at us. Reward, award-winning award podcast. Monster Hunter. Uh, I mean, World is still out. Yeah. And it's still getting updates. They just dropped another monster called a Lunesta. Man, wait, that's a sleeping drug. <laughs> that's not what it's <laughs> called. But it's very close to Lunesta. Man. It's like a moth. Oh, like a new loon. Trying to come up with a better name. I can't. Anyway, keep talking about E3. I can't. We're done with what oh. I'm excited about. Because Nintendo's. They've. Like, there are games that have been announced, like Metroid Prime 4 and stuff, but they've been keeping a lot of things under wraps. So I'm not sure what their presentation is going to entail. So I'm looking forward to it. All I got to say is if there's more Nintendo Labo stuff. Breaking my Switch in half. I kind of live in hell because I bought a PS4. And increasingly, the only things I'm actually interested about are Nintendo things. I'm sorry. It's kind of a bummer. You got I mean, I like I like my PS4. I like what I play on it. But every time I'm like, oh, cool, like the Nintendo thing. Well, here's the thing. I own a Switch. I've not really bought a game for it in a while. Yeah, that's probably something to worry about. I mean, I got Bayonetta 2. That's all you need. Oh. As long as you get the Bayonetta 1 and the Bayonetta 2, that's all you need. Played through Bayonetta 1, and I was like, I'll start 2 right away. Did got, not. Got burnt out on the controls, and now I'm playing Destiny 2, which I got for $12 from Humble Monthly. Nice. Good plug for Humble Monthly. Decidedly not a sponsor of the podcast. Oh yeah, they hate us. Yeah. Because we just talk about the video games and not about the charities. <laughs> yeah, that's probably an important factor of it. So yeah, E3 is next week. That you just got a taste of what we're excited about. 
And then you're going to hear our reactions about all the great E3 news, like Spider-Man, maybe Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, that'd be cool. Beyond Good and Evil 2 would be cool. They had a trailer a year ago. Maybe they'll have more now. Also, there's that weird zombie game where you you can shoot a bear. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably going to be at E3, right? It's not a fucking zombie game. Uh, they had a zombie DLC. You're right, they did. But, hey, maybe we will see some Rockstar Games action. Uh, yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is, like, my favorite game ever. So it'd be cool if there was a sequel to that. I could not, for the life of me, get into that game. Oh my god, it was boring. There's a... Oh my god, John. Here's the thing, Henry. Learn how to ride a horse. Okay, now you know how to ride a horse. Lasso a cow. Alright, now lasso all of the cows. But then there's a thunderstorm. What? It's important to set, in in my experience, in my opinion rather, I think it's important to set uh, a backdrop for something. Have you ever played Bully? No. Bully's really good. Let me guess. You have to go to class in uh-huh. real time. It It's really boring, but I think that when you have a game like that, it's nice to start with making it so you have to do boring things so you can live in this character for a second. Instead of being like, game starting, shoot everyone on a train. People give the Assassin's Creed games a lot of shit. Yeah. For like, oh, you have to follow and listen to all these characters before you can get to the cool stuff. Rockstar games have a certain way of not actually being a game. Yeah. They're not games. They're kind of really cool little movies, though. They're kind of like really boring little movies, though. Man, like the beginning of GTA 4, so good. Man, you don't shoot a dude for a long time in that game. GTA 5 has this prologue where you rob a bank and it teaches you all the controls. Then you jump forward ten years and the main character's getting therapy. I don't care. Look, characterization is important. I would... The hell with it. Look, it's all about telling stories. you 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 know what Mario does good? Yeah. They're eating cake... The uh-huh. princess is stolen by Bowser. Uh-huh. You're on to the first level. So you're telling me that if Red Dead Redemption had started, uh, John Marston is eating cake, his wife has been stolen, and then he has to like shoot a bunch of turtles to Hold get on, her back. Stolen by a big turtle dragon. Stolen by a big turtle. So you have to shoot a bunch of little turtles to get her back. You wouldn't play that. No. I actually might. I would play a turtle shooting simulator. I'm just saying, I, my time is very limited these days. Yeah, but I, I don't have time to hit A. Yeah, but I mean, like you've you've watched a you've watched a movie, right? That's different. You've watched a movie where, like, they like the mo- the only movie that I've seen in the last twelve months is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not the only movie. <laughs> that is such a lie. But you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what they didn't do? What maintenance on the spaceship? It's true. You know what they didn't do? Show people traveling from point A to point B while having conversations about wrestling cattle. You know, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy is basically the Mario of movies. Yeah. It just starts butt-stomping a turtle. Exactly. I watched the first half of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's okay. I I didn't like it as much. Yeah. Too much focus on one character when you've got, like, six to focus on. And actually, like, so you've seen half of it. Mm-hmm. So you've seen, you've seen Drax's contribution to that movie. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, man, that's one thing that nobody talked about. Drax is not a character in that movie. My favorite Guardian of the Galaxy is Yondu <laughs> because he's the best character. Oh, yeah. I have no comments because you haven't seen the rest of the movie. I mean, now I know what happens. Uh, but anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy is good. It's tough to watch a movie when everyone tells you how good it is. Alright, so we're done talking about E3 stuff. You want to transition into Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, you said we were done talking about it. I know, I just, I want, I want to put an official end on our segment. Yeah, no, put an official end on it, then we'll seamlessly move on to something else. We're done with Guardians of the... <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> done with Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. I pulled a dick move. <laughs> It was like, oh, John wants to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We're done with it. <laughs> We're done with it. Back to E3. <laughs> We're done talking about E3. Stay tuned next week. I probably already did that. 
Now, John, did you want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, not particularly. Okay, then we don't have to. Uh, but it's really cool that GTA 4 starts with, like, your cousin, and then, uh... Anyway, I've got a bit of news for you. I've Rockstar got... Games sucks. Okay, go. Okay, uh, disagree. But we we do have a, an important piece of news. Do we? Yes. Uh, so I'd like to... I feel uh, like you're about to pull up the same news that I have. Uh, it broke mere minutes ago. Never mind. Minutes before the podcast. What are you talking about? So I just want everyone to uh, to get a quick reminder. Me and Henry, we're real big, uh, what I like to call uh, superhero heads. Like, we really love superheroes. No matter what they're in, DC, Marvel, it doesn't matter to us. We just gobble it up. Batman vs. Superman, greatest movie ever made. Uh, so it's was... Uh, it lighted my heart to learn that a uh, favorite comic book character of mine, and I assume yours, is about to have uh, his big screen debut. Are they finally doing the question? They are not doing the question. I am less excited. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will tell you, it's almost equally as exciting. Just as enigmatic a character as the question, just as politically charged as the question is... Uh, the Tick. Amazon's pu- putting the money for for a Tick they're, movie. They're putting that Manchester by the Sea money into making a Tick movie. They are not. Oh. I guarantee you're going to be even more excited. You've got a third guess. Mr. Mitzelplex. <laughs> no, they're sadly not making a Mr. Mitzelplex movie. Oh, are unless... they finally doing Booster Gold? They Listen to this, Henry. Listen to this. You're not going to believe it. Warner Brothers Studios oh. is looking to expand on Jared Leto's version of the Joker, which debuted in 2016 Suicide Squad with a movie franchise of his own. Can we not? Yeah, can we not do that? Can we... I don't... Okay. Here's an issue that I have. Well... well... One is WB's in no position to be expanding anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, something that seems to keep happening with these DC movies and these DC characters is they uh, introduce them to people. No one likes it. and, and No yet, one likes them. And then they're like, keep going. Yeah, yeah and, and yet they're like, hey, that one was good. I you know what would be good. Marvel's got like 18 and they're all connected. What if we just keep putting more out? Yeah, what if I feel like they've almost decided that they want to keep spending the millions of dollars trying to get this shit right until they do? It is not working. Well, they need to learn to back off. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing. It almost feels like they're deluded. It almost feels like they're saying, hey, these characters, like... Everyone believes that they suck. No one likes them. I don't believe, like, children out there being like, Oh, give me the Flash merchandise. I mean, the Flash is my favorite superhero, but... But not, I mean, not Not Ezra Miller's The Flash, and certainly not the television show The Flash. Yeah. Uh, It's just... They make that announcement, but it's like, what happened to the Harley Quinn movie that Margot Robbie wanted to do? Is that, that... That's still coming out. Still coming out. They're both getting their own movie franchises. You say franchises like you mean more than one movie. It's because you can't be a large studio and just announce one movie. Yes, you can. You have to announce so many movies. No, you don't. You have to have so many universes. You really don't. Like, you know, the Dark Universe only did one movie at a time. And look look, look how <laughs> look, far that's gotten look, it. Look how well it's gone. Uh, so, the interesting thing about this, uh, this might be the first time that within a studio we are facing, now I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I want to say that as far as cinematic universes go, we are about to experience, like, uh, some kind of crisis on infinite earths. A bifurcation of a cinematic universe. You mean they're going to fork? Like a Bitcoin? Yes. So Warner Brothers announced last fall that it's developing a Joker origin tale from Todd Phillips. Right? With Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. What? They are taking the taking the Todd Phillips origin story, putting Joaquin Phoenix in that role and developing it. 
Let me hold on. Wait. I need to... Let's see... Separate from the current cinematic DC universe, under a new banner which would allow multiple actors and versions based on the same character with no overlap. So Earth 2. So they are creating, from the sounds of it, not uh, kind of a carte blanche that nothing is canon, but the idea that they're creating a separate universe in which Joaquin Phoenix Joker can exist, and also Jared Leto Joker. They have no idea what they're fucking doing. This is insane. What? This is unbelievable. Unless they want to do a crisis on infinite Earths kind of scenario. What if they really turn it around in some amazing way and you end up with Joaquin Phoenix Joker and Jared Leto Joker in the same movie in this conversion of... But look at, like, Marvel movies, right? You went, you have, like, Marvel animated movies. Those clearly don't take place in the cinematic universe. That's clearly outside of that. And you have the Marvel Netflix shows, which don't obviously don't take place in the same <laughs> universe. But you also have... Uh, the Marvel movies that are put up by, like, Sony, like Deadpool and the X-Men movies. Yeah, and, like, Venom soon to be. Yeah, soon to be Venom, uh, which, fuck that movie. But uh, you can have those that exist. That's a totally different studio with intellectual property that they bought the rights to make those movies. Yeah. This is Warner Brothers with a property that Warner Brothers owns making two totally separate Joker movies. What? And, and a, how pointless is a Joker origin story? Uh, I think that the only interesting thing about a Joker origin story in the comic books, historically, is that the origin story for the Joker, you've had seven or eight of them, and they're all completely unreliable, and that's the point. Yeah, I, it's like the Christopher Nolan take on the Joker. You know how I got these scars? He gives conflicting and different stories... To give you the idea that eh, it doesn't really matter. He's deranged. He's unhinged. Who cares? I mean, that's kind of the, the philosophical, ideological crux of pretty much every Batman story that tries to tell you there's a Joker origin story is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the origin of the Joker is irrelevant because the Joker is more of an idea than a person. One of the only times where they actually... Tr I say they... Where a writer actually tried to toy with the idea of a Joker origin story meaning something is in the killing joke. Yeah. When the Joker tries to basically uh, drive Gordon insane mm -hmm. with the, the idea that all it takes is one bad day. Yeah. For for someone to be to be driven to madness. And I mean, there's no there's no collectively agreed upon origin story for the Joker because it wouldn't make any sense for there to be. Yeah. But also, in admitting that and then creating a banner under which they're going to create separate DC Cinematic Universe movies, uh, I guess everything's equally meaningless. Yeah, I guess DC's like, or Warner Brothers is like, well, we're not getting much success, keep throwing stuff at the wall until something sticks, and don't worry, we'll allow it, we have a banner. Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers has thrown everything at the wall. The banner says, come all, <laughs> bring us your tired, your weary, your sick. It's a banner that says mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the same banner that says mission accomplished. Yeah, it is, give us your ideas. We don't care if they're good. <laughs> From the studio that... Br I can't even finish it. From the studio that brought you Suicide Squad, <laughs> here comes more mistakes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. I just thought that living in the age we're currently living in where we are being drawn in this direction towards either satire of superhero movies or reflections on superhero movies as cultural artifacts like Logan. Yeah. Uh, I think that... The, like, civilized world of making superhero movies is realizing that superhero movies are, like, uh, a cultural moment that needs to be examined. And they're examining them in various ways between, like, your Deadpools and your Logans and your Infinity Wars. Yeah, where spoiler happens, but... 
See what we said in our uh, supplemental reading. Yeah, listen to the supplemental reading for the thesis on Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, But I think that DC has not gotten the memo because they're still trying to get to step one, which is make an enjoyable superhero movie. I mean, they did Wonder Woman. They did make Wonder Woman, and that and was that was good. That was it so far. Yeah. And then they uh, continued to shit the bed with pretty much everything after that. And they're, they just... It's like Marvel like started up a car and then like backed out and then like drove all the way to the bank. And DC is just like... They're just like... No, they're just tur- turning the key and the engine won't start. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to jumpstart this they universe. Need, they need to jump from someone else and like... They waved Marvel like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> you can you can go ahead. We'll yeah, get it. We'll catch up. And then they're like, Joaquin, <laughs> Joaquin, please. Leto. It's uh, it, it's just so nuts to me that they are so behind the ideological times for superhero movies that instead of uh, following the trend of let's make superhero movies something new. Let's make them uh, something about something. They're still saying, we want so badly to make a superhero movie that people take seriously. We'll make two of them at once. Yeah. And see which one's good, I guess. Before you reveal the Joaquin Phoenix origin Jedo <laughs> Joker. Origin Jedo. Oh, Joker origin movie. I was going to make a joke. Uh, just based on the franchise thing, the information that they're going to make a, a franchise series out of Jared Leto's Joker, mm-hmm. the joke was going to be, are we going to see an origin story where he's in a tattoo parlor getting damaged, tattooed <laughs> across his forehead? Is that is that the, one of the movies? Is and, it- he, and he looks directly into the camera and says, truly, this is the origins of the Joker. And then just cuts to black. Uh, uh, Todd Phillips is directing it. Who's Todd Phillips? He directed The Hangover. He directed Road Trip. He directed War Dogs. Alright, a lot of these movies have one thing in common. They're about a band of people and a jokey thing. Yeah, uh, he made Old School. Yeah, okay, band of jokey people. He directed the Starsky and Hutch remake. Probably... Not a good track record. I mean, the first Hangover was good, but no rewatchability. He also made School for Scoundrels. It's, he, he's, he's making the same movie over and over again. He's just making movies about ne'er-do-wells. Oh, so he's the perfect fit for a Joker movie, because the Joker, don't know if you know this, a little bit of a ne'er-do-well. <laughs> I, uh, I'd really like to imagine he was like, in... No, he wasn't even in Warner Brothers' offices. They're like, we need to make a Joker movie. Who's really good at, like, jokes? And they're like, hey, man, I love The Hangover, Tigers, Mike Tyson. And they're like, sold. Who made that? Steven Spielberg? No. <laughs> Get whoever that was. <laughs> no. Then we can afford him. <laughs> we can afford anything under Spielberg level. Oh, boy. Man, fuck the DC Entertainment Universe, which is what it's actually called, I believe. <laughs> As opposed to the DC Serious Universe. <laughs> the DC Deadly Serious Universe. Oh, man. That, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> wait wait for it to come out on Redbox and see <laughs> how good it is. Because, I mean, at a certain point, we have to draw a line in the sand and just say... We're not going to go see a two Joker movies. Sorry. At, at some point, we just need to be like, just no. Yeah. I mean, the last time I paid for... No, I did not pay for Wonder Woman. I won a radio contest. That's awesome. Uh, but I paid for uh, Batman versus Superman, and I will not pay for another DC movie. Did you Did you see uh, Did you see Justice League or whatever? Hell no. Oh. I think Aquaman's a cool character. Oh, he's getting his own movie in December. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay, Henry, you have to understand what happened there. You gave me information that to my lizard brain was exciting, but it was like deep in my brain stem. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. But then like traveled through all the parts of my brain that know that that's bad news. So I was like, cool. <laughs> Wait. You think it's a bad idea to do a standalone movie after the big team up movie? Uh, I just, uh, I think that Jason Momoa, Jason Mimosa is great. Uh, I watched some scenes of his Aquaman and that's not a good character. 
What do you mean? You don't like when he slams a Jack Daniels bottle while he's doing a slow walk? He's like, man, I guess I just gotta drink this Jack Daniels and listen to this Jack White song. Pachoo! And then, like, someone throws him a try and he's like, oh, yeah. And then it goes, burning in in it, in it. <laughs> Cut to black. <laughs> Film by Zack Snyder. And he's like flying through the air. Then that's the trailer. Uh, Zack Snyder did not have a lot to do with whatever that movie was. That's true. Yeah. Poor Zack. Yeah. They fired him. Yeah. I don't know if I... We talked about it, but yeah, they fired him. Yeah. Let's never speak of DC again. Oh, we will. When those movies come out, we both see them. Let's see them on Redbox. Oh, oh, my God. We've never done a supplemental reading for something that's bad, have we? No, usually it's for things that we like. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll take it under I mean, advisement. If it's, if it's an important enough cultural moment. We, we <laughs> might. We let's, not, let's, not, uh, let's not sell ourselves into, into anything here. Yeah. Speaking of weirdly accepted bad news, John. Okay. I'm going to take you on a little journey through the musical world. Mm-hmm. You? Yes, me. <laughs> That's strange. You see, a little band of mine, one of the first bands I ever listened to, and with any real attention, mostly because their music videos were animated. Oh, can I guess? Yeah. Uh... It's not... Huey New- Lewis in the news. <laughs> uh, no, it wouldn't be Huey Lewis in the news. Ah, uh, Matthew Sweet? No. Oh. See, Matthew Sweet had this song called Girlfriend uh, that the music video was just clips of an anime from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard of that. And then, uh, who it, else? Not... Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. They're pretty animated. And they, they did do a stop motion thing, which I guess you could claim was animated. Yeah, the it's... Food Fighters? That's... <laughs> It's not a real band. Parody band of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> it's also not Take On Me. No, it's the Gorillas, John. Oh, Gorillas. As everybody on the planet knows, the Gorillas has a new album dropping dropping on June 29th. I'm not sure everyone on the planet calls them the Gorillas. I think they just call them Gorillas. You wouldn't say, as everyone in the world knows, Gorillas... Gorillas is just the name. It's not plural. It's a proper noun. No, there's a Z on the end. It's definitely plural. Uh, there would be an S if it was a plural. What are you saying? I'm just saying... As everyone on the planet knows, John, <laughs> yes. Gorillas has a fucking album coming out on the 29th. Glad to hear it. Oh my god, you make this podcast unbearable. <laughs> they made a new song that was good. I heard it. I haven't heard it because I don't listen to music. <laughs> well, shit. But, uh... There's a twist on the new album, John. One of their time-honored, been there from the start, some might say because he is the founder of the band, Murdoch, mm. is not going to be on the album. Oh, no. He's in prison. What? Yeah, Murdoch's been, and he's been framed. Hold on. For wait. smuggling. What? Framed? Framed for smuggling, John. Just framed or just convicted? He was framed. Okay, I gotta know. What is happening? The band's original fourth member, Murdoch, is in jail in the band's fiction. Because, of course, the band is an animated (laughs) cartoon. Okay. And so there's a new fourth member, and his name is Ace. Ace. And Ace is not an original character, John. Oh. Ace comes from a little gang you might have heard of if you ever watched a certain Cartoon Network show. He's from the Gangrene Gang. Oh, is that, uh... Powerpuff Girls? He's from the Powerpuff Girls. Hold on. This is what he looks like. But wait, hold on. So in the fiction, Murdoch... Is in jail. Is in jail. For smuggling. He's been framed. And he's been replaced with a character from the Powerpuff Girls. So you mean to tell me that the Gorillaz Cinematic Universe and the Powerpuff Girls Cinematic Universe are one in the same? It would seem. That is... Which means it's also in the same universe as Samurai Jack, but that's neither here nor there. Yes. Oh. God, what a rich universe that is. <laughs> so yeah, Murdoch's in jail. Ace from the Gangrene Gang is... is Just... Uh, is filling in as, as the bassist... And I, as the troublemaker, because we all know Murdoch was a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, Murdoch was a a, a consummate troublemaker. Consummate. Yeah. Uh, he, here we go. 
but uh, but uh, here we. Are. So the most recent narrative development has placed the band's bassist Murdoch behind bars. Mm -hmm. In the band's fiction, the bassist was framed by a shadowy figure named El Merida. Okay. Who he met during the filming of their Strobelite. Strobelite. Strobelite? Strobelite. That's just Strobelite. I'm trying to read like a Spanish word. (laughs) Strobelita. Strobelite. Music video. Murdoch got on El Merida's bad side, and the crime lord framed him for smuggling. This is way deeper than most bands get with their music videos. So, Murdoch, like the person, is still a part of the band. But he's in jail, so he, he could not participate on this latest album. But the character's in jail. What are you saying, John? So the character... Are you trying to... (laughs) The character is the person. (laughs) No, but, like, the character of Murdoch is in jail, right? We've established that. Yeah, Murdoch. Uh-huh. Murdoch is in jail. But what about the guy? What guy? (laughs) Murdoch? He's in jail. (laughs) Okay. John, what are you trying to say? So is there... Is there a guy who plays Murdoch? Yeah. Is he in jail? (laughs) There's no guy who plays... Murdoch is in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ace first debuted in the Whoop-Ass Stew, A Sticky Situation, a short film by Craig McCracken as a member of the Gangrene Gang. The short film would go on to spawn Cartoon Network's The Powerpuff Girls series, which included numerous appearances by the Gangrene Gang. The gang itself consists of five members, all green. Mm-hmm. Ace, Snake, Little Arturo, Grubber, and Big Billy. And then it just goes on to explain more about Ace's origins. Murdoch is in jail. Murdoch is in jail. He's been framed by El Merida. Uh-huh. Who is a crime lord. If, man, if the episode title is not Murdoch is in jail, I don't know what we're gonna call it. So, and you can video chat with Murdoch in jail, because... What is happening? Well, see, prisons are moving on to a new video chat system. Rather than face-to-face, it saves a lot of manpower, a lot of... You can't sneak cake. But is it a real guy who's in jail? What are you talking about, John? Do you... Who am I talking to? John, are you not a fan of the hit band, The Gorillas? <laughs> who's in jail? Murdoch, the basis. Okay, Murdoch's in jail. Understood. What is? How is this hard to understand, John? Okay, so Murdoch is in jail. Yes, I accept that. He he is. Who? Who is in jail? Murdoch. Oh my god! You just said it. How do we talk to Murdoch? I think you can do it on Twitter. Okay. Look here. Here's a here's a thing. It says, we visited Murdoch in jail to learn about the new Gorillaz album. I'm just going to read this. Please do. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Today is no normal day. I've been tasked with interviewing British band Gorillaz. Uh, see, they don't put the V in there because they're British. About their forthcoming sex album, The Now Now. Their forthcoming sex album? Six. Oh. Their manager has already informed me it's impossible to get everyone in one place, so I have to find them myself based on some very vague information. Murdoch, I already know, is in jail. Okay, Murdoch is in jail. Noodle, I'm told, is across town somewhere, and right now, 2D and Russell are sat opposite me in a tiny west. This isn't Murdoch, they're talking to other people. Where's Murdoch? He's in jail. Have we vetted the quality of this article? It's from Noisy. Oh, so it's good. You know Noisy? Noisy's good. It's a, it's a, it's a vice jingle. It's like a voice... Voice? Vice? That's a, well, it's a British voice article. article. <laughs> uh, Henry, I don't know uh, if you... I, this I've is actually, going on forever. I've been working on a new uh, British accent. Is it voice? How's that voice article? <laughs> Alright, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I just got to the part. I always knew at some point in my life I would end up in prison, but I didn't think it would be to interview Murdoch from Gorillaz. Again, no the, because he's British. The last anyone saw of the legendary basis was a video call he made from behind bars during the Brit Awards. Mm-hmm. After months' research and phone calling, I finally traced him to HM Prison 
Wormwood Scrubs. I don't that know. sounds like a British present. Sure. I sign in at the main gate. This guy is really going all out. Man, this the... is a this is a right. uh, this article is heavy on the RP. Here we go. Here's the part where we're talking. They're talking. Have you made any friends in here? I ask. No. He rumbles. In prison, every man is an island, paranoid and cut off from the rest of the world, like post-Brexit Britain. All you can do is defend your borders and boast about how big your nukes are. The current superpower in here is a psycho called Big Balls McGinnis. I'll probably twat him one. Show these mugs who the real top dog is. I laugh. Murdoch doesn't. Oh, Murdoch's a tough customer. I glance at my questions and move on. So tell me, why are you in prison? I'll stop after this one. Ask the bloody judge, mate. He blurts in his Cockney accent. Wouldn't trust that clown to judge a vegetable growing contest. Pretty sure I saw a hip flask under his wig, too. Loke was probably absolutely slaughtered. Anyway, it's a shocking miscarriage of justice. <laughs> I really like the intermittent <laughs> British accent. The worst since Dr. Richard Kimball in The Fugitive. What has some foreplay... What has some foreplay me in the movie? No, he's nearly 80 years old. It had to be someone younger with a knob like a burrito. But the point is, I shouldn't buy in here. I've been stitched up, framed by a devil. Nay, a Diablo by the name of... And then it trails yeah. off. So I uh, feel like your British accent is like two people <laughs> talking over each other with a British accent. That's all of my accents, Jones. But to answer your question, here's a photo of the man who is in jail. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so he's in jail. He's in jail. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, don't know, don't know what what I was going on about. Yeah, I have no idea because I <laughs> said it plain as day. Murdoch was in jail. He's been framed by El Merida, and it's just crazy. Like, how, how is that going to affect the album? Uh, well, uh, they actually have this guy from the Gangrene Gang. Well, I think we might have covered that. Yeah, but like, you can't. That that would be like, hey, George Harrison. Is in jail. We got this guy, um... Ace from the Gangrene Gang. <laughs> I was gonna go with an, an analog. Oh. Popeye the Sailor. <laughs> yeah. From the American Navy. <laughs> to be in, uh, the Beatles. I mean, George Harrison was lead guitar. I think Popeye could play a mean lead guitar. Look at those forearms. You should say, look at them gams. <laughs> gams are legs. Yeah, he could string bend like a motherfucker. Well, you're probably right. I'm just worried about the gorillas and their their future because you can't just have bandmates in prison. Yeah, most of the time you get out of prison if you're famous enough. Well, not if you get framed by an alleged crime lord, El Merida. Or a Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. A, Di- a Diablo, Reaper of Souls. Yep. I yeah. just... Well, that new song's good. I haven't listened to it. I don't. I don't really listen to music. So good thing you read uh, articles about it, though. I d- it was just it was around. I it caught my attention. Some of our friends, our mutual friends, posted that the band would never be the same without Murdoch, and I was just wondering if you were a fan. But obviously, you didn't even know the latest news. How can you be a fan? I liked Clint Eastwood. Oh, the actor. Yes. No, Obviously, their song because a lot of their a lot of their songs from whatever album that was were named after cowboys. I uh, I've liked the gorillas in the past. I know their names. <laughs> Name them. Uh so there's Murdoch. Murdoch. There's Noodle. Noodle. There's Tootie. Tootie. Fuck if I could remember the f- the fourth one though. Yeah, he's same. the big guy. Yeah, the ghost. Bruno. Man. Ghost. That's not. He's not a ghost. Ghost. Ghosto. His name's not Bruno. Murdoch too. Oh, it's uh, Ace from the Gangrene Gang. Yep. If you could go back in time and replace anyone with Ace from the Gangrene Gang, who would that be? Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> that'd make a really, uh, that'd make interesting portraiture. Ace was the one with the knife. Oh, so we'd ideally take people from history who didn't have a knife in a time of great need. Of a knife. Abraham Lincoln. And needed a knife? He could have defended himself. Against the bullet he didn't know was coming? Ace would have seen it. Oh, okay. What about Amelia Earhart? <laughs> Stick a <laughs> knife in the plane and keep it afloat. Yeah, Amelia Earhart could have used a knife. 
Uh, who could have used a nice... Oh, that Tiananmen Square guy <laughs> against that tank? Uh, we should not joke about we should Tiananmen absolutely Square not. guy. Cut that out. No. Okay. Because I don't have a knife. Oh. oh. Oh, I'll replace you with Ace from the Gangrene Gang. I would do a bit, like... As him? Like pretending to be I have him. no idea what he sounds like. It's been way too long. That's fine. We'll just uh, we'll just edit together like a really convincing thing in post. Yeah. Yeah, you can say basically anything. I'll just reply like Ace from the Gangrene Gang said it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Whoa now, Ace. Put that knife away. What if he didn't have a knife? What if I made that up? Oh, member of the Gangrene Gang, you say? I gotta look up what the Gangrene Gang looked like. What and- ca- crimes have you been doing? Ace. What? <laughs> Man, what a what a cut up. What a thick cockney accent. Oh wait. I think Ace is the guy in the vest. Yeah, he's the guy in the front. He didn't have a knife. Oh, which one had a knife? None of them. It was a kid's cartoon. Well, how did you say he had a knife? He had a knife in that one article. Oh. Well, maybe he developed a knife. Here, they look like anime. Oh, they do. That's fan art, I believe. Uh, you know, there's a there's a pretty easy like uh like visual storytelling thing to let you know that time has passed, and that is when characters obtain knives and take off vests. Because I don't I don't think he was wearing a vest. If you take off, you shed your childish things, your vests, and you pick up your uh, manly vestments, your knife. Yeah, and a dodgeball. Are you just going to look at pictures of Ace from the Gangrene Gang for the rest of the episode? I mean, I've got another segment planned, but this seemed like it was filling enough time. Yeah, uh, it could potentially fill enough time until the episode's over. No, I've got I've got a new segment that I want to call Meme Minute. Alright, let's do the Meme Minute. The Meme Minute is where I explain the origins of a popular meme that you most likely have seen. Do I get to choose? No, I've got one prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, there's not a lot of interaction in this. It's only a minute long, John. Okay, so yeah, wait. Do you have to do it in a minute? No, I think you do. (laughs) Don't time me. Hold on. Hold on. Are you bringing up a time? It's gonna take you longer to bring. You said it's a meme minute. Just tell me when you're ready to start. I am ready. And go. Today's episode of Meme Minute is about the "Is this a pigeon?" meme, which you might recognize with a guy wearing glasses. Pointing at a butterfly, there's usually a words over the butterfly, and he's saying, is this a something wrong? I'm here to tell you that the is this a pigeon meme is a memorable quote said by the protagonist character from the 1990s Japanese anime TV series, The Brave Fighter of Sun Firebird. And a scene wherein the humanoid character erroneously identifies a butterfly as a pigeon. This is because he's an android, and he's just coming online for the first time, so his logic circuits aren't exactly fine right, so he sees something flying and thinks it's a pigeon. That's where the meme comes from, and now you know. You weren't actually timing. Not at all. You jerk. <laughs> well, that was Meme Minute, and I just wanted to explain where the Is This a Pigeon meme came from, because it's everywhere these days. I genuinely learned something. Uh, that meme is one of those ones that has like a major resurgence, yes. because it's been around for a long time. It has, but now it's like everywhere. And this is uh, Brave Fighter Sun Firebird. That looks nothing like the still from which the Is This a Pigeon meme comes from. Yeah, that's like a giant robot. Look at this guy. He's huge. Yeah, that's him. He's huge. He's the android. He's massive. Yeah. Man. Golden Brave Fightbird. Golden Brave Fightbird. Ah. It's Firebird, though, not Fightbird. It's like the first four letters of fight followed by bird. You don't... That cannot be a combination of the words fight and bird. It's something completely else. Oh, it's absolutely that. Oh. I mean, whenever I want to combine two words together, I take the first four letters of whatever the first thing is and then combine to something else. Like? Uh, Like, for instance... Uh, you know when you go to, like, fill up water in your refrigerator? Like, when your refrigerator has, like, the filtered water spigot on it? Uh, so, I call that filtered water, right? But to shorten it, I call it filt water. That doesn't sound good, Jen. I mean, it doesn't matter if it sounds good. I'm saving time. 
<laughs> are you though? Uh, the time that I could have been spending saying filtered water, I spend that time now investing. But you have to explain your whole process. This is the first time I've ever had to explain it. Everyone's just accepted it. No, no one ever accepts my water though. <laughs> because it's filt water. Yeah, I always ask if people want some filt water and they say no. <laughs> it sounds like you have an accent and you're saying filth water, <laughs> but you're, you're you're really emphasizing the T and not the H. I mean, it's like when I want to offer someone like a LaCroix. Yes. So, if I want to offer you like a Pomplamoose LaCroix, right? I want to offer you a grapefruit soda. I just say, do you want a grap drink? No one says yes. That's... Just no. No one wants a grap drink. No one knows what you're talking about. You're shortening things. Don't need, need no shortening. Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to re-examine my strategy. Is there a science behind portmanteaus? We talked about portmanteaus on an episode. Yeah, is there a science behind what letters you take and what letters you leave behind? There probably is. Like what? I don't know. Oh, I thought you... I well, thought you could fill this... Short amount of time we have left. You know, I did the meme minute. It's true. In record time. You did. Uh, not sure what that time was, but you you did do it in a record time. Honestly, I think if we've gotten to a point in the episode where we're discussing how little time is left in the episode, we might as well wrap it up. I don't think we should. All right. What should we talk about? <laughs> I think we should drag this out, John. Okay. What uh, What are you doing this weekend? I'm giving the social media plugs. No, you're not. What do you mean? I fought long and hard to be able to give the social media plugs, and you will not take this away from me. You had every chance to start them, and you refused. You wanted to keep talking. I wanted to reach a quorum. Do I have to get El Merida? <laughs> Murdoch is in jail. I mean, I he could pro he or she could probably arrange. More smuggling charges. We really have to get deeper onto our gorilla's lore. But hey, listen, listeners. Uh, if you want to have a live video chat in prison with us on Twitter, uh, you can find us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. I didn't know it'd stand for Henry. I, I would think you would take the first letter of each... You know, it's like an, an initialism. I didn't it know took it. us 102 episodes to make this joke? Is that what we're doing right now? We've been doing this for 102 episodes, and now you make that joke? No. Come up with an acronym. Wow, John. I mean, you told me that it stood for Henry. And if you want to send us an acronym, you can send it to zero credit as a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us, I don't know, emails if people still do that. Emails cause me stress, Henry. What about you? I don't know. We stream video games sometimes on twitch.tv slash zero credits. That was really mean. We, we really only do it sometimes, to be honest with you. We exist on Facebook. There is a presence. I feel like the animosity towards Facebook is cooling off, and that's unfortunate. Well, I mean, I just read a headline today that said, seemed like Zuckerberg and of course, the lied most to... Imp- what the most doing? important what thing are you doing? to do... You're not letting me talk. <laughs> what a contentious episode. <laughs> yeah, we started this episode so nice, and now we're fighting. Yeah, I think it's because we fought about Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, anyway, I do apologize. I don't. What about the Zuckerberg thing? Oh. <laughs> I read a headline that said, it seems like Zuckerberg lied to Congress. He lied to Congress? Yeah, that was the whole... <laughs> that was the That's whole headline. An incredible headline. It like, seems like Zuckerberg... <laughs> guess, guess he did. The whole newspaper is just shrugging. <laughs> anyway, go on with your stuff. Oh, anyway. Uh, so, you can always like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. For real, iTunes reviews are the best way to get noticed. Uh, it would be great if we had some more of those. I implore you, from the bottom of my heart, if you're listening, leave us an iTunes review. It, it really means a lot. But of course, there is one most important thing, and that is, you tell your friends, you tell your wife, you tell Ace from the gangrene gang who now has a knife because a word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. If you tell one friend, so forth. <laughs> you did that bit last week. The wife thing? No, the, the tell one friend. Yeah. And they tell one friend. 
You've you know, told a friend. No one ever uh, no one ever goes back on that and they say, you tell one friend and maybe that friend doesn't tell anybody and it, the line dies. Well, that would be sad. Yeah. Have you ever thought that there might be a time in your life where you're like the only person in your line who could carry on your genetic material and then you just don't have kids? You're responsible for the death of your genes. See, I had that, this is way too deep for right now, I had that on a smaller level because I am a third. I, I carry a, a family name with me. You carry the power of your ancestors on your shoulders. In that name. And so it's just like, my fear growing up is what, what if something happens to me and I can't have kids? I can no longer pass on that name. I have failed at least two other people. You could bestow it on someone like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, as you wish. I hope you like ghost stories because you're in one. We should end the episode from everyone here at the Zero Credit Studio Apartments. We want to wish you a happy week. Unless you enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, in which case, screw you. We hope you die. Yay! Bye! My birthday's in two days. Yay! Wish me a happy birthday! It's me, John! Yay! actually wish you'd die. Just have a very inconvenient time. John. Oh.